and I was thriving. Welcome back to Booted Sisters. I'm Sarah and I'll be joined by my sister Rachel. And in today's episode, we get back to our roots with an episode of just the two of us. Hope you all enjoyed the Joshathan wedding series and all of the travel debrief episodes we've had with guests recently. But we are back to just the two of us and we're going to debrief some trips that we've both taken recently. So I will save the rest of the details for the episode itself. As always, check out the Instagram for some photos to accompany your listening. Please enjoy. So, yeah hello we're so out of practice with this it's been I know it's been really forever weeks. yeah ridiculous so I think the listeners really kind of know this but we'll set the scene I guess we haven't recorded in a long time I'm currently on the east coast Rachel is in Italy as usual but we've seen each other in real life since we last recorded <laughs> it is true that was exciting very exciting. Um, lots of exciting things happened. I feel like at that visit, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to debrief that without, yeah. I guess, having Sam on as a guest. I think she'd be offended, but the people sure. kind of know. <laughs> we are due for another Sam episode. Um, no, it was great. Like, so basically, um, our youngest sister graduated high school and we were all able to come home to celebrate. So on my part, it was like a super quick trip where I like came on a Thursday and went home on a Monday, which meant arriving in Italy on a Tuesday. So it was all very quick, but it was well worth it. And we got to see a lot of you guys. Um, so it was great to see you and thank you for all the positive feedback. So yeah, that was, uh, I don't even know if we need to talk too much. She graduated, it was great. We had a bouncy house and lots of good food and lots of fun people. I guess the the biggest thing was that we had like this since she was the last sibling to graduate of eight siblings and we'd been a fixture at this high school for literal decades, especially our mom. We kind of surprised our, our mom by like inviting a bunch of our teachers and guidance counselors who'd worked with her a lot over the years. Um, so that was like a sweet little twist on things. But other than that, friends and family came over and we had a lot of good food. We had some picture taking booths and the bouncy house and we just like chilled and hung out and celebrated Samantha it was great yeah shout out to the listeners we got to hang out with so many people who listen to the podcast people I didn't really realize listened as much as they do and stuff like that too like I feel like it was really interesting for us but yeah I think we will have Sam on at some point she uh she once tweeted that she has to graduate for the pod <laughs> So I know she sees herself as content here and I don't want to disrespect that. But uh, yeah, listeners who were worried when Sam was our guest back in like uh, November, December, whatever, and she was very (laughs) casual about mentioning that she doesn't go to school. Uh, More details to come if you want them, but she graduated. (laughs) She did. Uh, She has the paper. (laughs) They can't take it back. Yeah, so it was good. That was my first time back in the States since moving to Europe. So it was very nice to like be on familiar roads with familiar stores and food. Like um, I told my parents I was getting on Friday, but I was actually coming in on Thursday. John picked me up and drove me down and he's like, are you hungry? And I was like, can we get cookout? Which is like a very specific Uh, Yeah. I like in that moment really needed a cookout milkshake. What did you get? Oreo mint, which is mm. universally accepted as the best one or should wow. be. Wow. That's interesting. I always get Oreo peanut butter, but I I love the Oreo peanut butter one and that's why I always get it as like a default. But I, I think I'm going to try to go before I go back to Colorado this time around because I always get flustered at the drive-thru and don't look at the menu and I'd like to try some more. I just haven't like studied the options in a long time you know every time I've tried different combinations like it's fun it's a nice little journey but nothing has been better than Oreo mint so I'm kind of at the point in my life where I just accept that and <laughs> just you know when I've got one trip to cook out for a five-year period I'm just gonna go with what I know I like yes sorry I'm distracted I'm gonna leave this in um 
for a little bit of a meta situation, but John just tried calling me just to ask me a question. And so I was texting him like recording the pod, you know, what's up? And he said, he asked me the question and he just said, put my missed call in the recording. It'll be fun. <laughs> so hi, future John. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Thanks for the cookout, John. That was great. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. while we were talking about it. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't know that little piece. That's fun. That was the first thing you did in America. I, I almost would have, if it were me, I maybe would have said Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, I, there actually is Taco Bell in Europe. So I didn't really feel true. We've talked that. about this. What, did you get anything besides milkshake or fully just milkshake? Um, that's the most overwhelming thing about cookout to me is like, there are all those tray options and like, you can get like an entree, two entrees with five entrees as a side for $5, whatever it is. Um, and that's so overwhelming to me. And I wasn't really in the mood to eat meat, especially not like just a corn dog and a burger or something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I, even though monetarily, like there was probably a way to make the tray deal work out in my favor. I was just like, I want this milkshake. I want Cajun fries and I want a cheese quesadilla. And I got those and it was nice. Good. Oh yeah. That's great. Did you have a cookout in um, college? Yeah, I think that's okay. that's where the, the craving came from. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. I just couldn't remember if that's, I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head where all the locations were. I think the one in my college town opened like while I was in college. Yeah. Okay, sorry, keep going. So yeah, so you went to cookout. That sounds great. That's a really good yeah. stop in America. <laughs> and then just like walked into the house when mom and dad weren't expecting it. So it was fun. Like I was literally like standing right behind dad and he didn't see me at first. And then I just like look over at mom. I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. You know how like <laughs> all of our voices sound so similar. That yeah. They, like like oh, Becca's here. <laughs> Sarah's here. Yeah. Who cares? Because <laughs> even John wasn't supposed to be there. And he walked in first and he's like, hey. And they're like, hi. Um, who are you? Are you Joe? Like, wait, who's supposed to be here right now? And then, oh, hi, John. I guess uh, you're coming tonight, huh? I didn't realize that. And then, like, we eventually got around to the fact that I was also in the room. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it was fun. It was, you know, just one extra night, really, getting in on a Thursday afternoon instead of a Friday afternoon. But it, it felt good to have the extra time and just, like, a little element of surprise. Um, and then I was able to just like hang out around the house the next day and um help get ready for the party and all that kind of stuff so it was worth it yeah um well this has been the secret segment because Rachel cut that secret even for me she called me like facetimed me I think I was in meetings at work on the Thursday when you landed or something and I like had a missed call from Rachel and then you sent me a picture of like an exit sign near you know in northern Virginia and I was just like, I must have forgotten that it was Thursday. Like, I really thought she was getting in Friday, but like, must be me. <laughs> like, and then you called me and explained the the secret. So great job keeping the secret. You really nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's what was fun about such like a subtle, like, I almost felt like, um, like a micro secret. <laughs> you know how Winston either goes like way too small or way too big, where it's like, it's not huge, right? Like there wasn't some contrived like ceremony. It was just like a simple, like everybody was like, wait, were you supposed to come in today? <laughs> yeah. My day's wrong, you know? They're like, ha ah, I got you all pranked. <laughs> like, oh, I guess it was the time difference. You meant Friday in Italy or whatever. <laughs> like just, just small enough that it was more confusion than anything, but it was exciting. Yeah. No, and it really was the right I mean, yes, for all of us, like thinking, oh, I, we must have just gotten it wrong. But like mom and dad definitely knew for sure, like when you were getting it. I, I know you talked about like they had your flight information and they were definitely going to be watching it and stuff. Like, like they were very excited for you. Like it was a big deal for you to be coming from Italy. But I do think it was like a pretty crucial, like that was like a really solid decision because I think that the day before the party was well the days leading up to the party I think were really stressful for everyone at home like I had been I was almost nervous when you had called me and told me like oh I'm just gonna like walk in and surprise them you know on our way down but then I was also like talking to people at the house like mom and Jack and people like who were at home getting ready for the party and they seemed like very stressed with lots of things and so my initial reaction was almost like "Ooh, like they're gonna be stressed that she walked in and then I'm like wait no that actually like that helps everything because that just like relieves everything gives more people to help like I know you helped a lot on Friday with getting ready for the party but like it also just like I don't know the anticipation of like oh things need to be perfect before a single person arrives and then that being squashed like just like I think like lightens the mood <laughs> yeah exactly and then it was you know then there wasn't somebody that had to come pick me up blah 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 like the math worked out 
home and it was good. And it's, yeah, that was always my intention. That was always the day I was going to come home. It was like, I bought my tickets and I called John and he said, yeah, sounds good. And like Sam also knew. Um, oh, cause she did. Yeah. There's never a secret <laughs> that Sam doesn't know. Are you kidding? <laughs> I was just about to say like, shout out to John for keeping the secret because now like with all the secrets we've been keeping lately as a family, we could make like a little map of like who's known secrets, like make sure, you know, the different secrets and who knew it. <laughs> like, Oh, that's hilarious. Get yeah. full coverage across the family. <laughs> that's been like my main travel lately. Um, it's been really busy at work. It's just like summer's kind of a busy time or getting into summer, I guess we're technically not there. Um, so I don't have like a lot of like really fun adventures or, or anything really remarkable. Um, just kind of like routine going to work and getting dinner with friends and that kind of stuff every once in a while. Um, I did the, the most interesting thing I've done recently was actually went back to a country for the first time. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Which was wild. Um, so I had a work trip to Bavaria in Southern Germany and um, I went through Munich. I had like a day off um, that I could just spend in Munich with a couple of my coworkers and it was great. We like, I was literally like, and this is the metro station that we go to. And over there is like this famous church where you can see the hut sites and like all this stuff. And like, I don't really have much to add that we didn't already cover in our Munich episode other than like just the sensation of being somewhere a second time and having it be familiar was really cool. Yeah. Um, confirmed. I still love German beer and beer halls. I will say, did you go also, back to Hofbrau House or just other beer halls? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because they hadn't been like, this was their, you know, I was with two coworkers and this was their first time in um, Munich. So you have to go to Hofbrau House. Um, and it was fun. But I will say, like, I liked the food a little bit better this time. And I don't know if it's just because Ooh. I've been eating so much Italian food lately and I just wanted something different. The variety, yeah. Yeah. But I did like it a little bit better. I'm still not not a big fan of Versed. Like, I just feel like their version of sausage can be so boring. Um, but overall, you know, I got like a cheesy pretzel at Hop Raw House this time. So that kind of like helped cut the disappointment of it not being warm. <laughs> just a couple of little tweaks now that I'm armed with this knowledge. Uh, it was great. Yeah. What else did you eat? Just in general, what else did you eat? Um, let me look it up. So there's like this bread pudding that's kind of famous in Munich and Bavaria. Um, and I'm wondering if I wrote down the name, probably did. Um, and that was really good. Like, I think bread pudding really is the, the right way to describe it. It's really what it, what it kind of felt like. It was a dessert. Yeah. Dessert. Um, future Sarah can, can get on this, but <laughs> yeah. Future Sarah here as requested. So the item that Rachel was trying to remember that is similar to bread pudding is called Kirschen Mitchell. So we will share a photo of that on the Instagram. It was good. Um, I'll, I'll look up the name of it and let you know. So that's the, really what stuck out to me. We, you remember we, we stopped in Oberammergau between castles. Mm -hmm. So that's the village where my like work week was. And I, they actually have like a couple in like different types of restaurants. So obviously they have some really cozy Bavarian cuisine restaurants, which we went to, but um, went to like an Asian fusion restaurant and got some very mediocre, but still satisfying pho because it was like raining outside. Wow. All right. Pho in Bavaria is not something I would have predicted. I That's so interesting. Yeah. And it's probably as good as you would expect it to be like it wasn't amazing but it was it was satisfying you know and it was a break from Bavarian food and a break from Italian food and then we went to a Mexican restaurant which like they made nachos but like the way you know they like made sure every chip had cheese on them you know Ooh, strong respect goes to them yeah um, that's a huge nacho win the only thing I wrote down about this trip was and it's fair on the flight over it was like a morning flight, right? Um, so the sun's going to be pretty low in the sky. And the lady, I was in the window seat because I always pick window seats. And um, the lady, it was like a couple next to me and the lady was in the middle seat. And she was just like very particular about window etiquette and like 
what she wanted me to do. So she like asked me to put it down because the sun was like reflecting off my phone into her eyes, which like, that would be annoying, fine. So like I put the window shade down like halfway, but then we got to the portion of the flight, you know, flying out of Naples to Munich or whichever airport I was at. And like, you're crossing the Alps. And like, she very clearly wanted to like, look out the window to look at the mountains, right? And she was like, kind of like even looking out the window in the row in front of us. And I'm like, you asked me, to put the shade down you can ask me to bring it back up if you want me to um and she was just like being very dramatic like looking out other windows and stuff and finally I was like <laughs> you know gestured like you want me to pull it up and she's like oh yeah great I'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just communicate your needs woman <laughs> god well since this is a travel podcast I feel like it, we should talk about things like plain etiquette and stuff because I learned from I, I think it was like a TikTok of like a flight attendant talking about like rules and stuff like that and I think that it confirmed what I would have expected to be true but the rules are if you're in the middle seat you get both um armrests like that you're entitled to that if you are in the window seat you are in charge of the window like those are just the rules and you you are within your rights to ask for anything right like if you were in you know the aisle or the window seat and for some reason you wanted to ask the middle seat person for their armrest, like you can have it if they want you to have it, but it's their stop. Like it's theirs to give and the window, same with the window. Like if somebody wants to ask you to do something with the window that they have every right to ask, but at the end of the day, you get to make the choice and that's just how it is. And so I think it's like stressful to be like sitting there thinking about what other people's needs are in that situation. I love, I always take the window seat too. And I'm like, sometimes I think about that. Like, Ooh, I wonder if they want to open it. I wonder if they want to close. Then I'm like, you know what? I have the seat. It's mine. <laughs> I wonder if I want to open or if I want it closed. And that's what I'm going to decide. Based exactly. On. And like before she worked up the courage to ask me to put the shade down because the sun was getting in her eyes. Like anytime I slightly moved my phone, it was like the most traumatic, like reaction from the middle seat. <laughs> I have my headphones in. I'm doing my thing. Like you can get my attention and ask me if you want something. Like I'm not gonna just assume that you want the whole window closed. Like I'll, yeah. I'll you know, try to move my phone into the shade and be a little more more mindful of like right. you know I wasn't seeing what she was seeing from the reflection of it. But like she was just acting like she got <laughs> shot like left and right. Like if there's something that you want to tell me, we can let's work on our communication um that is really that does sound like a very annoying problem to have and like being in the middle just sucks so much so like I I wouldn't want to be her in that situation but yeah just just find a better way to communicate uh she was just excited about her trip they were mostly looking at their travel book which was the only way I was really confident that my plane was going to the correct destination because boarding the plane was when I found out that in Italian Munich is Monaco which is also Crazy. its own country, right? which would be roughly the same flight path for a little while when you're leaving Naples. I don't know how you're allowed to call a city the name of a country that's like within a few hundred miles of that location. Like, yeah. it, and it's just in Italian. There's no other language where it's like Munich is Monaco or some variant of that. No, no, no. It is just Italian. It's like literally the Italians got cities mixed up and just went with it from there. And so I like boarded the flight and the flight attendant was like, welcome everybody getting settled in for your flight to Monaco. And I was freaking out. I'm like, okay, well, they checked my boarding pass. Wouldn't they've told me if this was the wrong flight? Right. How would it even be possible to get on the wrong plane? <laughs> like literally seconds away from like getting up to go speak to the flight attendant. And I looked at this couple's travel book and I'm like, well, I know that church is in Munich in the <laughs> Travel book says Monaco, so this is definitely an Italy thing, and sure enough, it was just an Italy thing, and I'm still mad, to be honest, like, that was stressing. That is so crazy. I mean, I guess, like, because what I was gonna say is that they should be saying, like, you know, welcome to the flight to Monaco, or slash Munich, like, just verbally saying that, but I guess, like, a flight like that is probably, like, mostly going to be Italian speakers. Like, if you're flying from Italy to another country in the EU, EU, it's especially, like, to Munich. Like, it's, I don't know, maybe Italy to Paris yeah, would be a lot Italian more, like, Italy. yeah. So I guess, like, it makes sense that, like, everyone on the plane would not be confused by that for, like, 
in most cases <laughs> but like that's so stressful I can't even believe that yeah it was it was a moment I got through it my last thought on air you know travel etiquette before we move on is I'm pretty sure not that I was ever a big plane talker before but I'm pretty sure with advanced headphone technology that we have now I will never have a conversation with a stranger on a plane or a train or anything ever again. <laughs> like they can aggressively try to start one. I'll give you some, <laughs> some yeses and nos. But even if my like headphone battery runs out and I'm not actually listening to anything, I think I am firmly on the side of, I will always try my best to look engaged in my own activities, you know, listening or watching things or whatever. And I will never engage in a conversation with a stranger on public transportation again. All right. We'll check in on that every once in a while. See if you've held true. I have a bit of a, so I have the, I have overhead like noise canceling headphones and would a hundred percent agree that the best thing about them is the story that they tell for others around you <laughs> that you don't want to talk to them and like that you cannot hear them. Um, but I kind of still prefer using AirPods like a lot of the time. So on a plane, I kind of switch off between the two. Like I do like to have the overheads on for some of it, but like if I'm kind of trying to like maybe nap, like lean over, I don't really like that the whole combination of like how that leans on things and stuff so airpods like make me feel a lot more free but airpods are the worst for that people don't know you have them in or they just assume you can still hear them which you can <laughs> and so airpods are the most stressful of like people might talk to you but over you're 100 right that having the headphones over your head is just like fully sending a message of like why would you try to talk? you're gonna look really silly if you try to talk to me right now because i can't hear you <laughs> And if I can, you'll never know. This is our second very specific like <laughs> device-based conversation. And I think our privilege is on full display in this episode. Uh, <laughs> so true. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't like who I sound like today. Sorry to everyone who has to hear me. Well, okay. So transitioning. Speaking of privilege, um, you recently went on like a very <laughs> different... <laughs> A very good segue. <laughs> uh, you went on like what was a very different form of travel for you. Um, actually, for either of us, really, but but well, you're the one that did it, so we'll stick to you. Um, <laughs> you went for reasons that you can get into, but like you went just to a resort, a la Michael Scott. So please, <laughs> all uh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, it wasn't all cool. <laughs> How is it different from like some of the trips that we've talked about in terms of like really wanting to emphasize the like running around seeing museums and eating food and all of the planning and, and like different logistics that we usually have to do so just kind of like some highlights and some contrast and how, how do you feel about yourself as a white woman of means uh, <laughs> there's a few different ways to take this conversation um yeah so I went to Mexico but I went to Cabo like a resort in Cabo and so this is my first time going to Mexico and it's my first time going abroad at all since the pandemic which was very exciting and I think I talked about it before um but it was so different I've never I went with a group um and one of my friends like the kind of the reason we went is because of a benefit from one of my friend's jobs and so the group was kind of centered around like who she invited and stuff like that. And it was awesome. Like it was a really good group and stuff like that, but it was just so different because normally like pretty much all of my trips have been two people <laughs> like planning it with two people besides my study abroad. Yeah. Yeah. Like my study abroad was pretty different. We did a lot of travel within that. So I guess that would be the closest comparison as far as like my involvement in the planning but like, it's almost the opposite because when I studied abroad, like, even though I wasn't planning all the logistics of everything we did, I was the most excited for that than I've ever been for anything, you know? And so like, I was still doing tons of my own, like looking stuff up and seeing what I wanted to know and what I wanted to see. Um, but this was completely different. I pretty much didn't, I didn't really do any planning at all. Like <laughs> I just knew we were going to arrive. Yeah, I know it was very, very different. I just knew like, I'm like, okay, we're going to arrive. We're going to be like on this resort. So like for the most part, there's not much to plan at all anyway, because we're just like vibing. Like <laughs> the plan is to chill. And so like, just, you know, I don't need to put it right down somewhere that I'm going to be at the pool from 
three to five or something like that. That just doesn't matter or need to be planned. Um, Was there a single spreadsheet for this trip at all? There was, there actually was. Um, I didn't make it though, because so we did, you know, Michael Scott jokes aside, it genuinely was not an all-inclusive. We actually like did not have food as part of the like accommodation. So we had to handle food on our own. Um, which was nice. I liked that freedom. Like we would buy some stuff at the resort. Like if we wanted to just like eat some snacks at the pool or something like that, like we would definitely like buy food every once in a while on the resort. But in general, um, we had the place we stayed in was this like really nice, like apartment essentially. And, um, we had a kitchen and so we bought groceries and did a lot of cooking, but then we also like went out for some meals. So it honestly turned into a perfect balance. Cause it was like pretty, affordable food wise because we were buying groceries so we were able to just kind of like make our own breakfasts and make some of our own dinners and like lunch and stuff like that um and so we weren't just like completely hemorrhaging money on food and then we like when we would go out it was like good Mexican food so yeah so that food planning was because it was a big group um the spreadsheet we used for like planning out meals and groceries um, and then some activities. And so we did do, we did more than I'm like implying we did, but I wasn't the one like planning it or initiating or picking days for stuff. Like my friend who's, um, who was kind of organizing the trip was really doing that stuff, like with input from others. So we like mostly were just on the resort most of the time. And then we like, we, we left a few times. And so we went into town. There's like two towns that are nearby that are options to go into. So we went into like one town one day and then the other town another day and then the other thing we did that was off the resort was we did like a whole boat tour thing like we signed up for a boat day and it was like you know um around there's like an arch that's that's like famous in Cabo that you've definitely seen pictures of sorry I'm just gonna flash a picture for you Rach so you just know what I'm talking about because you've definitely seen it oh yeah for sure <laughs> wow feeling um, around that yeah so we we like had signed up for one of those kind of group boat things like there were like probably like 15, 20 other people on the boat with us um, that had also signed up. It was like a decent deal too. So that was like kind of a day. Like we we got on the boat like, and it was just like fun, like kind of riding around the area. And then um, there's like one area, like kind of farther down that you, that you like stop at. And then they like, we kind of stopped and just chilled and had lunch. And then we went snorkeling <laughs> and that was so fun. I had never been snorkeling before and the fish were crazy. Like there were so many, they were so colorful. So was the water super clear? We talking like really blue kind of green. What's yeah, the- no, it was really blue. I should, I'll, I'll look through the pictures we have. I don't have like pictures, like from the water kind of deal but it was it was interesting it was definitely like blue like very like vibrant water like it wasn't like murky or anything but for some reason like when you're above it you don't see all the fish but when you go underneath immediately like you see them all so it was like the weirdest like experience for me because like I would be like kind of I wasn't really wearing my snorkeling gear like the thing was just like a little tight and obnoxious and so I just kind of had it all off um, it would just be like floating and like hanging with friends. And then like, I would put the goggles back on and go like, just look down and see. And I was like, every time I would do that, I was like, how am I not feeling like a thousand fish touching me every second while I'm just kind of floating here? Like oh it was crazy how many there were. Um, so it was super clear when I would look in it, but it wasn't like, I wasn't seeing all of that from above the water, if that makes sense. So I don't, I don't know how it was really weird. Yeah, no, no, that totally makes sense. Oh, that's amazing. It was so cool. Yeah. And so we like, yeah, the rest of the boat was, it was honestly so much fun because like we took it really slow going in and we could also see, I think we saw, someone saw a whale. I think I saw it from very, very far. But I don't know if I would count it, but somebody I think did see a whale. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else, but we saw some like seals too. Um, so it was just really fun. And, oh, I almost got boat sick, which I can't remember, or seasick. I can't remember if I said that on here before that I used to not be sick. You get seasick and then when I went whale watching in California, I did get seasick like really bad. And I was really opportunities have you had to explore your susceptibility to seasickness? Because I don't know if I knew this about you. Well, okay. I've taken ferries several times, like in the in like Ireland and the UK, like both of those things. I've taken, I like took a ferry when I was studying abroad in Ireland and we did like the we did um the Cliffs of Moher, but we did it like from the bottom and then to the top, it was like a really cool tour that we signed up for. And so there was like a boat component of like taking that like around underneath the cliffs. 
Um, and that was, pro- I don't know, probably an hour or two. And then I, we took that to an Island too, like to one of the Aaron islands on that same tour. Um, and I was thriving. Like I had so much fun. I loved it so much. Like the, I was, it was a pretty big boat. So you could kind of go to the top or be at the bottom. And, but like, so everyone started at the bottom and then moved to the top because it was like splashing a lot. And I just like stayed at the bottom. It was just like loving getting splashed, like having so much fun, <laughs> not a worry in the world. And then same kind of thing. Like I took a ferry in Scotland um, to an Island off of the coast and like, it was about as long and like not a single like moment of feeling sick. And then I go whale watching in California last year and I got so sick, <laughs> like it was really bad, but that was the most, like the boat was a bit smaller and we were rocking so much. Like it felt pretty, it felt like more, I don't know, more dramatic than the other times I've been on a boat. And so I was like, maybe that's it. Maybe this was just extreme conditions, but then like, this wasn't that extreme this time like the boat I mean it was smaller yeah and I've been on a catamaran in Greece I don't we should put a warning at the beginning of this episode like don't listen if you don't like people whining about privilege because I'm so (laughs) so this whole time (laughs) but yeah I did a catamaran tour in Greece not at all and that was actually like almost the exact same type of boat that this was and so nothing when I was in Greece like it was totally only fun not a moment of feeling sick so I feel like it's something I'm growing into, unfortunately, or something, but I didn't know to be worried about it in California. I didn't think I would. And so I didn't like take any like dramamine or anything. Um, I, I think they were giving out like ginger candies for anyone who was yeah, having a yeah. tummy ache. And so I think I might've done that at one point, but it, it, it was, yeah, it was gross. But in um, this time anyway, so I was feeling it coming on this boat in Mexico. I was like, dang it. I was really hoping that that was just California thing, but I'm really feeling it coming. We were like, those boats have like seats in one area. And then the kind of two like net spots. And my friends and I were all on the net and we were sitting there and I was like, you know, had started out like very much involved in the conversation. And it was getting to the point where I was just like sitting there, like trying not to be sick, like barely even like processing the conversation let alone participating I was like I know everyone's gonna notice but like and so eventually I was just like hi everyone I'm starting to feel sick like (laughs) I need your support in this trying time like which was the right thing to do because what I I like I thought I needed to get up to like maybe throw up overboard and so that was like what I was preparing everyone for but then like a couple of my friends were just like all right, we can, you know, let's, let's get you some water. Let's get something moving. Like, what could we do? And so one of my friends did have dramamine and I took that and then I was cured. So it was a very quick (laughs) ending. It actually, so I didn't actually end up getting sick. And then I was feeling totally fine after that. Um, so that was good that it was nipped in the bud because it would have kind of ruined it. And it was like unlimited alcohol on this thing. And so for like the times I was starting to feel sick, I like had stopped drinking, but then like by the time we were snorkeling, I like started back up again. And so the whole ride back was like really the party time. Of they, like Everyone was like drinking a lot more. They like were not really going as slow. They were just kind of like blasting the boat. And so one of the guys who was working on the boat started doing these, like, like one of the nets was completely open. Like my friends and I were all on one net and we just like, the boat was going so fast that we were getting completely drenched. Like the water kept splashing up on us. It was like so much fun, but it was crazy. <laughs> like we definitely, <laughs> like it was not. And then everybody else on this tour was pretty much like older than us. Like we were definitely like the young crowd in the group. I think there was like one guy who was like probably our age or younger, like with his parents, but otherwise it was like people significantly older than us. And so I, the vibe was just like, oh, like the kids over there on their net, like getting splashed. Like the everyone else was kind of, I almost said the adults. Everyone else was just kind of like watching us. I am like, yeah, no, they did. Uh, they, like, I feel like they were like having fun watching type deal, but like, it wasn't that reasonable for us to be on the net, but like nobody else was going to be. So the other net was completely open. And like one of the guys working on the boat just like started like jumping and like, we're going to like reimagine it as he was like totally doing flips and stuff. He wasn't doing flips. Absolutely. He was jumping on. <laughs> um so it was just like really fun vibes and stuff but then like it got crazy because like we were all like we had been drinking a lot and we were all like not really feeling it because we were just it was settling in and we were on the boat so the rest of that afternoon I will keep off podcast but it just it turned into a misremembery situation for the rest of the week everyone was like so what what were you doing on Wednesday like what happened to you after like everyone just went in different directions there were a few different mess arounds happening while everyone was drinking because we also got back and had margaritas (laughs) yeah exactly um I took a nap which was the right call and then I also had book club (laughs) so I joined book club from Mexico that's a fun fact 
but yeah so that was like the most fun like excursion that was like really the only like real excursion that we did and then the days of going into town were like also I think the most fun so we went to like an art market one of the days and bought a few things and they just had tons of food I had a churro I had my Mexican churro which I think wow. was better than your Spanish churro based on that churro was. yeah so good actually I say a churro we got like a whole cup of them so we just like having a bunch of them they were so good um and we had chocolate sauce on the side too and I had a tamale and um in the the other day that we went to town not the market day like the other town we got um we went to this like taco place that somebody had found on Yelp that was like slightly off the beaten path like definitely one of those things where you were like I trust you that you found that this is good it was so good and I ate kind of a lot of fish on this trip and I had marlin tacos which were really good and some other like I'm I don't remember what else I had a different fish I think and lots of ceviche too which like I kind of just I'm I'm just gonna sound dumb here but it is what it is I we were gonna have ceviche in Peru and we never did and so I haven't really had ceviche like I just I yeah, didn't remember like sudden by that point we didn't yeah. get <laughs> we, all we do is drop hints about our Peru adventures on this podcast um yeah we did not have it and I think that I think I just was thinking of it as like a South America. Like I didn't really realize it was big in Mexico. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it was huge. Like it was all over. And they the resort had a lot of they had like all different you could pick like kind of any fish to put in it. And so the first time I had it was like my first time eating seafood in a really long time. I was like splitting it with my friend. I was like, oh, I'll eat seafood on this trip. Like, let's do it. But I think we just like went small with I it might not have even been shrimp. I think it was um some white fish I can't really remember but then she was like she kind of wanted to try the octopus to be chain I was like I don't know about that but again that was like early in the week when I had barely had any seafood and so then I had more and then by like later in the week she was like I'm ordering the octopus to be chain I was like I will partake and it was really good <laughs> honestly it was so good and then our best meal like those those tacos were so everything we got like at those like markets and stuff so good it was it I knew going into this trip that I was gonna the little bit of Mexican food I was going to be able to eat would just make me want more that rank true. Absolutely. Like it was so good, but the meal that surprised me the most, I guess is the best way to say this is our last night on the resort. We like, we had been kind of like, we didn't plan what we wanted to do for dinner that night because we didn't know like if we would just have tons of leftovers that we would want to eat, or if we would want to go off, like we just like left that night very flexible and we ended up going to a restaurant that was on the resort, like pretty much. I, I don't really understand the logistics. I think it technically wasn't on our property, maybe on a different property, but like it was absolutely like within the resort walls of like, you're not like going okay. into town. Like I didn't think it would be very authentic, I guess. Um, even though like everything we had been eating at the resort was like authentic. It was just, you know, like I assume it's all catered for the like resort people and that's going to yeah, be different than the type of vibe you're getting if you like go into town. So I didn't have very high expectations. I was just like, yeah, this like looked like a nice restaurant. So like we got reservations and went there. That was like the best food, like among the best food I've ever had in my life. Like a few people got appetizers that we were kind of each taking bites of type of deal, I guess. And like one person got octopus that was so good. Like it was, I don't even remember like what they did or how to describe it, but it was just so tasty. Like it was like really tender in a way I didn't expect and very tasty. And then um, one person got empanadas that were incredible. Like, yeah, I think that might've been, if I'm doing bite site memory, I think that empanada was my bite, like by a long shot, even though we had so much good food. I can't even remember what I got. It was like a seafood, maybe sea- oh, seafood enchiladas that were very good. So anyway, that, and we, they had like just great drinks. It was like a pretty expensive dinner, but we were just like, whatever, like let's ball. And it was just so fun. So yeah, uh, very different trip than any, it was like, we didn't do a single museum or anything like that. The like art market was probably the most around the regular culture of the area that we even were. Cause even the other like town we went into besides like going off the beaten path was the right call. I'm for sure. But it was like the same Marina that we ended up taking our boat tour from was that area. And so all around the Marina, I mean, it was like a literal mall and then just a bunch of restaurants that were clearly for tourists. So it was just like so I go touristy places all the time but not to this degree like this is just a different ball game well it seems like the main way of engaging with 
what would be the local culture for you on this trip was the food and like to to go from I think this resort restaurant is gonna be very much catering to tourists and not authentic to oh it's actually one of the best meals of my life that's like a pretty cool success and a pretty cool way to like engage with the country and I think food tourism is a very legitimate form of seeing the world yeah definitely I, yeah, I don't want to ramble about it because I obviously do not regret going on this trip. And I obviously said yes to it. But when I initially was thinking, I just never pictured myself going to a resort in Mexico. I've always like wanted to go to Mexico. And I know that resorts are a big thing in Mexico, but I always just thought I would do it differently. Um, And then when this came up, I mean, it's just like, it's an opportunity. I'm like, I'm not going to say no to that. And it ended up being such a fun trip, but I just kind of reframed it as like, you know, working all still it's like I could do I could do it both ways like the whole time like I was like yes I'm having a really fun time but this doesn't mean that I'm like a resort person now or I'm going to change the way I travel like it was really interesting to see a different side of things and to experience and it was so relaxing I mean it was a very relaxing and fun trip in a way that like trips aren't always if you're a lot busier and stuff but you know the whole time I was just like I'm enjoying this immensely this was so great I'm so happy to have been able to take this trip and I want to go to Mexico differently in the future. Like, I, you know, I want to be able to do both. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, you could not travel the way we travel with a group of that size. So it was cool that you got to experience this with your friends. And I think it was so kind of, of like your main friend to like set this up. And that is like a unique memory that you can now add to your more typical version of traveling. Yeah, 100%. Like the only other time I've traveled in a group like this was my study abroad, which like wouldn't want to coordinate that. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, very thankful for her. Definitely a huge shout out. That was awesome. And yeah, most of my trips, you know, uh, and we're going to potentially take trips with slightly bigger groups in the future, you know, but not necessarily like doing it with, I think you and I have both said this, doing trips with two people, the way we talk about traveling with like the type of agendas we plan, I feel like is like, just a good formula and it says, I'm sure it's not impossible to like have three and do similar things, but like what the, the way, as the numbers go up, the possibilities like definitely just change and the challenges go up too. So I feel like, um, yeah, there's just ways of traveling that make sense for certain group sizes and stuff like that. And it, it was really cool to have it be a different experience. It was weird that like my first time traveling in so long abroad was like a very different trip for me but it was, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) There's just like a feeling of being abroad. Like the second that, like that you land in a place that is not your country, there's just a feeling of that, that I wasn't even sure if I would feel it because it was such a different type of trip, but I definitely felt it. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I remember the, having that same feeling again, the first time I was in a different country after COVID started. Um, And it's, it's just such a rush. And that's how people, you know, really get into traveling as, a hobby and something that they they divert a lot of their money towards and I think even though I have lived abroad for many years now um, and a lot of those kind of sensations are toned down like now that the pandemic is over and I'm actually able to travel from my current home right like that brings the feeling back and it is exciting um, that I've gotten to do so much of that within Europe recently because you do become, there's a difference between being a tourist and being a resident. Um, And it's nice now that things are safer um, to be able to get back to the more fun, just like dabbling in a country rather than living there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm very excited for future trips. It was, there was a whole background of my, me needing to get a new passport and stuff too. So there's just like, I have a feeling right now of possibility (laughs) that is just new and exciting and um yeah can't wait for all the trips to come (laughs) well cool I'm glad that um it was such a fun trip and you got some different kinds of experiences um yeah like I said mostly just been work on my end anything else going on you excited for your east coast adventures yeah very excited lots really in the middle of it but it's been a really good visit I think the biggest thing on my mind besides like obviously seeing people and stuff the biggest thing on my mind right now is like I thought that I would hate the weather <laughs> because I've been so like as since I, I visited in May last year and it was so humid and gross and it had been so beautiful in Colorado like the second I left 
And so that was just like a harder, it was a harder trip for a lot of reasons. So like we ended up having a COVID thing and not being able to do all the things I was going to do on that trip. Um, but I was just like, oh, like I can't keep flying back in summer, like summer in Colorado is so great, but summer in Virginia is so gross. And I've just been really proven wrong. It has not been gross. It's been like really nice weather and like really great and it was terrible weather when I left Colorado so um that will I'm sure that's not really true right now in Colorado but I'm not there to to know for sure so yeah um I think this is like a really good trip of fitting in a lot of things and exactly what it needed to be and then you know I am excited to go back to Colorado after this but I feel like it's all just like working out nicely like I'm getting it all (laughs) you can have it all (laughs) (laughs) I did forget to mention that we did have beautiful weather last weekend that was so great like yeah. getting off the plane um and this is such a east coast specific thing but like just seeing 95 with nice weather was so nostalgic even though it is 95 <laughs> we did the traffic it was just like i'm home <laughs> yeah yeah also like us having just like a couple of days where we were both at our parents house like that was just really fun and like you were talking about just like driving around town like we had like couple of errands where we were in the car together and it was just like so weird like it's I can't even remember when the last time that would have happened would have been and it's just like it was nice oh my god Josh and I um driving over to the high school for Sam's graduation it was me Josh and Jonathan and like I was like Josh put on like one of our songs (laughs) back in the day so we totally put on like one of the songs that we were listening to in circa 20 blank and (laughs) It was just like, we like stopped at that light, you know, the one light that you turn at to get to high school. And was like, oh, this is so trippy. And he's like, yeah. And then you remember how you and I like conditioned ourselves to want gum at that mm-hmm. stuff? <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a morning routine when Rachel and I were in high school and Rachel would drive us to school where we would play the exact same. It was just two songs really that played on our whole drive. We would start at the same one. So we'd have the same songs playing at the same time of day for the same drive. And at that stoplight, I would always be like, gum? <laughs> like we, it just turned into like, we made sure there was gum in the car so we could do that every day. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a, um, a tell that we were listening to CDs that we would just- Exactly, play. we would start the CD. Oh, <laughs> Another theme of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild but yeah that's that is weird and it also was all of our last time going to that high school which for most people in their late 20s is not an interesting thing to say but like it feels like a huge end of an era for our family for sure for sure well yeah that was a great trip I'm really glad it worked out and I know it meant a lot to mom and dad and and really everyone segments for um the podcast one the since this episode took such a specific direction I wish I had like a really bougie podcast (laughs) just like the trashiest love gossip or something um but the one that's been on my my mind recently I, I listened to the normal gossip episode where her guest is um Liv from let's talk about myths baby oh I thought you were going to say where her guest was, I'm forgetting her name, but from Salt Fat Acid Heat. No, I haven't listened to that one. I have. All right, two Rex in one. Okay, but go on with Liv. Liv from Let's Talk About Myths, Baby, which uh, reminded me that that podcast exists. Um, Have you ever listened to that one? I don't think I have. I do think I've heard of it from a couple different avenues, but I don't believe I've ever ever listened to it. Yeah, I, so I, I... I tend towards nerd podcasts. Um, and so I think I must have listened to this like right when she's first started making them. Like this was moving down to Florida era, like a long time ago um, when I was into like what you miss in history class and like stuff you should know, those kind of podcasts. Um, so it kind of like just entered the fray from there. Um, and it's like, it's definitely a very particular tone and she kind of like, I don't know, she can be annoying sometimes. She's great. She's great. She's great. She's great. But she can be annoying sometimes. Um, so it's certainly not a podcast where I can like sit and listen to a whole bunch of episodes at once, but it is fun to like hear mythology told as like gossip, basically. Um, that's like her whole thing, which is mm-hmm. also an amazing guests on normal gossip. Yes, but like, yeah, she just tells the story the the 
the stories of mythology like and then Zeus was all like no bro or you know like kind of like that so <laughs> would recommend oh and she does she has a couple like pride episodes unfortunately obviously there are only so many stories to choose from um but she does she has over the years put out a couple of them if you want to like listen to any themed episodes as june approaches oh that's cool um i feel like you just illustrated like such a specific experience of recommending a podcast where you're like i really like it like sometimes they're annoying i don't know like you don't have to listen all the time or anything but like sometimes they can be annoying where it's just like you feel like it's like an intimate thing to like listen to a podcast and so when you like want somebody else you're like oh my gosh are they gonna judge me that i like like the way someone talks or something (laughs) like i get what you were getting at where it's like overwhelming but it's just so funny because that is such a podcast thing where i feel like anytime anyone's recommended me a podcast I'm not immediately thinking like, wow, they like this type of talking or something. <laughs> yeah. I wonder and if I, people talk about us like that. <laughs> they sure. can be annoying, but like, just give it a shot. Like just maybe one episode every like month or two. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, it, it's such a thing. And it like, I am self-conscious a little bit about like the fact that most of what I listen to is like news updates and like very specific, like, it's almost like you remember the invention of lying where they can't write scripts and it's just Rob Lowe like reading history books is TV. <laughs> That's like my podcast taste. <laughs> well, it's lovely when we overlap. Like I feel like it's not necessarily rare because we give each other recommendations, but it's fun. But like otherwise we do kind of have two different camps and that makes it better conversation you know we we know different things and if you like normal gossip then i do think you'll like this podcast so nice so worth it coming full circle (laughs) all right i do not think i have any new podcasts to recommend myself you don't think i've been booted have you been booted (laughs) that's a good question um i'm trying to think if there's anything dramatic at the party i feel like there's got to be like a bouncy house related boot the the thunderstorm booted us out of the bouncy house and we had to have like a dramatic bounce so true that was sad it was good timing like the thunderstorm didn't ruin the whole day but it did ruin we had this we were supposed to have the bouncy house until 9 p.m so we were like wow like sunset bounce you know like not late night obviously it gets dark pretty late but like yeah I don't know evening bouncing sounded really fun but squashed booted booted it's about all I got you got anything else I do not. I, as we kind of get back into a routine of recording, like we said, it's been a long time. I'll try to get a little bit, I want to get back into the things I've learned about Italy from the internet segment. I have this vision of like summer in Naples. What do I need to learn to tell you about? So we'll see in weeks to come. But as of right now, I don't, I, I don't got anything for that, but this was fun to this episode of white lotus with us yeah uh, seriously if you made it through i promise i'm not always like this i'm, I'm trying to be better <laughs> this episode of white lotus. cool well, it's been fun to get back to it have a great trip. <laughs> thanks all right talk to you later bye, bye. I bought an iPad instead of taking a trip.